Good evening, Westover. God bless you. My name is Pastor Jonathan. I'm the Family Life Pastor. And whether you're here in the house or you're joining us online, we are so glad that you're here. Now tonight we are continuing a series that Pastor Jim introduced this past weekend, which is growing together. Growing together. God desires for us to grow together, not only as families, but also as a body of Christ. And growing together is an intentional process. We have to intentionally focus on growing together. And one of the ways that we intentionally grow together is when we grow stronger. And so tonight, I want to talk about how to grow stronger. How to grow stronger. Now, I have a bit of a confession to make to you all tonight. The truth is, I sometimes have a desire to grow stronger, but I don't want to put in the work to grow stronger. In fact, I hate working out. I hate working out. I hate the sweating. I hate the, the people who are there in the gym who are lifting more weight than I am. I hate the soreness. I hate the stiffness afterwards. But I work out, yes. I work out for a couple of reasons, and they're not very noble reasons at all. The reason I work out is because when I don't work out, I feel sluggish. I also work out because I love Oreos. <laughs> it's true, I do. I also work out because the cleaners, when I send my pants to the cleaners, they maliciously shrink my pants when I don't work out. But really, truly, the one reason why I work out the most is because when my wife gets home from the gym... My kids, they guilt shame me. How many of you ever had your kids guilt shame you? Yeah, they say, Dad, Mom works out all the time. And you don't work out ever. When are you going to work out? And so, you know, I, I feel ashamed. And so I go work out. But I will tell you, every time that I go and I work out, I always feel so much better. I never have a regret because I'm growing stronger. I'm growing stronger. Now, some of us in our spiritual experience, we are in a sluggish experience. We come to church and we worship, but we're still sluggish. We leave and we feel like something's missing. And I want to share with you a couple things that we can do to grow stronger. And I want one key insight to share. I want to share one key insight with you, and it's this. Some of us, we are trying harder instead of growing stronger. And trying harder is exhausting. But growing stronger is empowering. And if there's one idea I want you to leave with today, it's this. Trying harder is exhausting. And it's not God's plan for our life. But growing stronger is what he intends for us because it empowers us. One way that we do that here at Westover, we actually have written it into one of our core values. At Westover, strong faith builds strong... Yes, at Westover, strong faith builds strong families. And some of us, we're in a sluggish experience in our family and we don't understand why things aren't working. We're having conflict with our kids. We're struggling with our spouse. And we're trying and we're trying and we're trying. And we can't seem to make a make. We can't seem to have a breakthrough in our experience. And we just don't understand why. 
The key insight is this, is that God wants us to grow stronger. When we build a strong faith, we build a strong family. And so the key to that is God wants to build our faith so that then we can build a strong family. And if you're in that place and you're looking for a way to take a next step in your family, maybe you feel like your family's not where it needs to be, I want to invite you to join us at our 2018 Level Up Strong Family Conference. We want to invest in you. We want to invest in your family. And in the month of March in 2018, we're going to have a two-day event intended to help you grow stronger in your family. We invite you to join this. It's going to make a difference in your family experience. Now, there was a guy in the New Testament who struggled a whole lot. In fact, he is the guy that I think of most tried harder, but in his heart he really wanted to grow stronger, and he was struggling all the time. And that guy was the Apostle Peter. Now, the Apostle Peter, he was the, the, the apostle who challenged Jesus to invite him out onto the water. And so he stepped out of the boat and he took a couple steps and he kept his eyes on Jesus. But then he tried harder. And right when he did that, he began to sink. He's also the disciple who spoke about God. Jesus sent him out to minister with other disciples and he'd speak about God. But later on in the story, we discover that out of that same mouth came cursing. This is also the same disciple who promised on the night Jesus was betrayed, he said, Jesus, I'll remain faithful to you to the end. But instead, he claimed that he didn't know Jesus at all. Peter is the guy who tried harder when what he really wanted was to grow stronger. And I want to tell you that there's hope tonight. If you find yourself struggling, if you find yourself trying harder, God wants to challenge us to grow stronger. God wants us to grow stronger. And I want to invite you to turn with me to 2 Peter 3. Now, to find 2 Peter 3 in your Bible, I want you to turn to Revelation and then go back a few pages, and you'll land right at 2 Peter 3. And I want you to join me in verse 14. And if you happen to have your, your Westover app, I'd invite you at this time to open up your Westover app. We've provided notes so that you can follow along and take notes as well. So I want you to join with me in verse 14. We're going to look at two verses tonight. 2 Peter 3, verse 14. So then, dear friends, since you're looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Now on to verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. When we attempt to do things in our own strength, we're trying harder. But when we're willing to allow the Lord Jesus to empower us, we grow stronger. And that's God's desire for us. He wants us to grow stronger. So I want to share with you three quick thoughts that will help you grow stronger as you journey in life. Number one, blessed are the connected, they shall be encouraged. Blessed are the connected, they shall be encouraged. When we get connected with other people, we now can get encouraged. And some of us, we need to get encouraged tonight. 
This is what verse 14 says. So then, dear friends, since you're looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. What strikes me is this, is that Peter, when he's talking to, his, to the people that he's addressing through this letter, is he refers to them as friends. He says, dear friends. He doesn't call them fellow, fellow believers in Christ or congregants. He addresses them as friends. And I believe in the body of Christ. God intends for us to cultivate friendships in the body of Christ. Some of us, we come to church and we experience exhilarating worship. And the word of God that's preached grips our heart. But then we quickly leave. And we find that throughout the week something's missing. Something's missing. We're dismissed, we're discouraged, and we're disconnected. In fact, the big four technology companies, Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, have capitalized on the fact that we are disconnected. They know we have a yearning for connection, and they've made billions of dollars based on that. And but what they promise is connection, but what they really, de- what they really deliver is attention. So many of us, right when we wake up, the first thing that we do is we check our notifications. How many likes did I get? How many comments did I get? What did people say? How many retweets did I get? How long is my streak online? And we're, we're obsessed because we're yearning for connection. But what we get instead is attention. God's desire for us is to connect. He wants us to connect with him. And he wants us to connect with other believers. Because if we do, we will get encouraged. But what these companies have discovered is that people who are starved for connection will settle for attention. People who are starved for connection will settle for attention. I want to encourage us tonight. Don't settle for attention. Seek real connection. Seek real connection. Now some of us, we're hesitant to get in relationships with people, to get close to people, because frankly, we have scratches and dents. And we also know other people who have scratches and dents. How many of you can think of someone who has scratches and dents in their life? Maybe a coworker, maybe your neighbor, don't look at them right now. But in life, all of us have scratches and dents, and often what we find is that we feel that we're disqualified from relationship because we have scratches and dents. Again, Peter was the guy who had scratches and dents in his life. One of the reasons why it's important to connect is because some scratches and dents don't come out unless we're connected to other people. Some scratches and dents are not removed in our life unless we're connected to people. God wants us to connect. And when we have the courage to connect, it gives us the power to become. Peter didn't get it. He didn't get it. He spent three years with Jesus and he just didn't get it. But something changed within the first 40 days after Jesus died and resurrected where he got it. He realized, I need to be connected to the master. I need to be connected to Jesus. And I need to be connected to other people. And through that process, he became all that God desired for him to become. And now... In this verse, he was able to say, I no longer, no longer have scratches and dents. Now I'm spotless 
and blameless and at peace with him. He addresses them as dear friends and he says, I want to be connected to you. And I want you to know, we want to connect with you. We want to connect with you. We want to know what's going on in your life so that we can encourage you. Allow us that privilege. But he also talks in this verse, he says, for us to be spotless and blameless and at peace with him. So we need to be connected to one another, but we also need to be connected to our maker. God desires that for us, and he wants to move us forward. I will tell you, we are better because you are here. My life is better because you are here. At Westover, we say we are better together. We are better together. God has sent you to us, and he sent you to other people. And some of us, God is saying, will you be courageous? Will you step out? Will you encourage someone? I want to invite you tonight to settle in your heart and say, Lord, I'm willing, I'm willing to connect. And one way to connect is to share your story and be vulnerable. Share your story and be vulnerable. Breen Brown on a TED Talk said, Vulnerability is not weakness. It is our greatest measure of courage. Some of us are afraid. If they know what's going on in my life, they'll reject me. And God's saying, share your story. There's somebody in this house who needs to hear your story of what God has taken you through, how he's moved in your life. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be willing to share your story. Your story is going to make a difference in somebody's experience. There are stories that I've heard that have blessed my life. And I want to say, share your story. It will bless and encourage someone else. We've also provided another way for you to connect. And that's called life groups. We don't want to put one more thing on your plate. We know that you are busy. But what we want to do is we want to connect with you. We want to connect you with other believers so that you can experience all God has for you. So that you can experience this 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 opportunity to be spotless and blameless and at peace with him. God desires for us to be connected, which leads us to our second insight. Blessed are those that grow, they shall be effective. When we're willing to grow, God empowers us to become effective. This is what it says in verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now in this verse, The word grace is experience. And this word knowledge is information. And in our spiritual journey, we get information from the Bible. But then we need to put it into practice. And this is something that Peter just didn't seem to get. (laughs) He read the Torah. He heard the stories of, of the Old Testament. And somewhere along the line, he heard the statement, eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed... Peter was indignant because Judas had betrayed him. So when they're taking, they're about to take Jesus away, Peter pulls out a sword and cuts the guy's ear off. And then Jesus has to heal it. But what he failed to realize is that although he had information, he had the wrong experience. And some of us, we find ourselves like that in this place. 
This is when parents, and all of us have done it, and if you, and if you say you don't, I'm going to call you on it. But here's the thing. Here's what happens. Sometimes we ground our kids for a month. Have you ever done that before? You ground your kids for a month? If you've grounded your kids for a month, you've actually grounded yourself as well. Right information, wrong experience. It's important for us to discipline our kids. It's important for us to correct them. But when we do it for a month, we ground ourselves. This is cutting vegetables with a dull knife. Cutting vegetables with a dull knife. Right information, wrong experience. This is when we close the document on our computer and instead of pushing save, we push delete. And all the college students know what that experience is like. Right information, wrong experience. Now, speaking of technology, speaking of technology, there's one member of my family who just doesn't get it. My father-in-law, Pastor Jim... I'm helping you out, Miss Denise, tonight. My father-in-law, Pastor Jim, is technologically challenged. Now, when I say technologically challenged, I mean technologically challenged. He just doesn't get it. And he doesn't have any interest to get knowledge or experience in that area. In fact, uh, recently I got a phone call from my father-in-law. I said, hello? He said, hey, Jonathan. I said, hey, how's it going? He says, I need your help. What are you doing right now? I said, I'm not doing anything. What can I do for you? He said, well, uh, my DVD player doesn't work anymore. It was working yesterday, but now it doesn't work anymore. And I'm hoping you can come and fix it. So I go over there, and right when I walk in the door, right when I walk in the door, I hear some murmuring upstairs. Because that's where the DVD player is. I hear some murmuring. So I walk up the stairs, and the murmuring gets louder and louder and louder. And I come upon my father-in-law. He's standing right in front of the DVD player. And he's rebuking demons <laughs> out of the DVD player. He's, he's saying, get behind me, Satan. And I thought to myself, this is crazy. But I didn't say it, okay? So I didn't say it. But I thought it in my mind. I said, this is crazy. What's happening here? So what I did is I looked at the DVD player, and in the first three seconds, I knew what the issue was, but I took about another 30 to 45 seconds to, to make him feel better about it. And so I looked around the back of the TV, and I plugged in the HDMI cord, and a miracle happened. There were no more demons in the DVD player. The problem was solved. The problem was solved. Some of us are like that in our spiritual experience. We don't have the right information or, or experience. And God wants us to grow. He desires for us to advance. The courage to grow equips you and I to become effective. When we're willing to say, I am willing to be courageous and grow, God can then make us more effective. It's like sharpening the knives so that you can cut the vegetables better. God wants to move you forward. And some of you this year, I believe this in my heart, some of you this year, God's been whispering to you about something that he wants to do in your marriage. He wants your marriage to grow. And some of you are experiencing challenges, and frankly, some of you need to go to counseling, or you need to join a workshop, or maybe you need to go to an intensive. 
be willing to be courageous to grow because if you do, you will be empowered to be effective. Some of you, God's been challenging you with regards to school. You need to go back to school and get your degree or get another certification. For others of you, God's been challenging you to step up in your job. Maybe to take a promotion or a lateral job that will allow you to have more influence. God desires for there to be godly people in places of influence in the workplace. God needs you there. The workplace can often be a dark place. And God is saying, if you're willing to be courageous, if you're willing to grow, I can advance you. I can move you forward. So I want to challenge us. Take the next step. Grow stronger. Be courageous. And you'll discover that God will make you more effective than you ever dreamed possible. So number one, blessed are the connected, they shall be encouraged. Blessed are those that grow, they shall be effective. And number three, blessed are the activated, they shall bless others. Second Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. And this word amen, that word means let it be so. Let it be so. Now, this word grow is not your run-of-the-mill word for grow. In fact, it has two meanings in the original language. The first, mean, the first word, the first meaning is fully mature. God intends for you and I to be fully mature, not lacking anything. Once we become fully mature, he wants us to become fruitful. He wants us to become fruitful. And some of us were sitting on the sidelines and God is saying, will you be willing to get activated? Will you be willing to get activated so that you can bless others? Some of you have great capacity to advance other people and to make a difference in someone's experience. And God is saying, are you willing to get activated? Are you willing to get activated? I learned about getting activated from my family, my parents. As some of you know, my dad's a doctor. And I learned how to care for people and how to pour my heart into people from him. I saw him take appointments late at night, in the middle of the night, people needed help. And he taught me how to get activated. My mom is the same way, she's a nurse and she partnered with him for years in their, in their medical business. I also learned it from my brother, my older brother, Michael. He's been very fruitful in in his corporate job and God has done great things in his experience. I'm the second son. And I get the privilege of being a pastor and being able to bless other people. And I have my sister, she works in a corporate job and God's working in her experience. But I want to tell you about the third son in my family. And that's my brother, Jacob. Jacob is 27 years old and he has Down syndrome and he lives with my parents. He lives with my parents. And my parents love on him and they care for him. And the greatest impact that those two people made in my experience was to watch them serve that young man.
My parents had prayed for a son. They had prayed for another child. They had prayed for God to give them another son. And as medical professionals, they knew that having a son later in life, there were going to be the possibility of a, some sort of abnormality, some sort of challenge. But they prayed. They said, Lord, we want another child. And God granted that wish. He gave all of us Jacob. And Jacob is the most, he's the most beautiful person I know. He loves people. The things that matter most in his experience are God and family. And he loves us. He gives the best hugs. He really gives the best hugs. When they found out that they were going to have a son with Down syndrome, they said to the Lord after some anguish in their heart, God, we'll sign up. We'll do it. We'll sign up. And when you sign up with God, it's going to cost you. When you say yes to Jesus, it's going to cost you. And there have been challenges. There have been challenges. My brother's had two open heart surgeries. He has congenital heart defects. He struggles in his speech. My parents, they can't vacation like you and I can because they're taking care of my brother. They should be empty nesters by now. But they were willing to say yes to Jesus. They were willing to take the assignment. They are willing to say, yes, Lord, we'll do it. We'll give our lives so that this young man can have a future. They said yes, and they knew that it was going to cost them. They said yes to getting activated. And that has made an impact on every person in our family. It's made an impact on my life, and it's challenged me to be better. One of the great benefits about Jacob is the fact that he has a pure heart for God and he loves to worship Jesus. In fact, he has dreams of being a music producer. He has a dream of writing music and at home he writes words to the Lord. And I'll just be honest, part of what drives me is the fact that he may not get to fulfill that dream here on earth. But I get the privilege of standing before you and preaching the gospel and sharing God's word. And part of what I'm doing as a pastor is I'm living out the passion that my brother has for Jesus. All because two people said yes. And if my brother Jacob were here, this is what I would say to him. Jacob... I believe someday you will stand before your maker spotless and blameless and at peace with him and you will sing worship songs to him. And to my mom and dad, if they were here, I'd say, mom and dad, I'm so proud of you. You made a decision to step up, to step up and to sign up and to say yes to God. You knew that there were going to be challenges, but you said, yes, Lord, I'll do it. I'll step up. Because our temporary costs are worth God's glory. 
our temporary costs in this world are worth God's glory. This verse ends, to him, to him be the glory, both now and forever, amen. And there is a glory that my brother's gonna experience here on earth and my parents as well, but there's a greater glory they will experience for saying yes to God. And some of you, your assignment may be different, but I wanna challenge you, will you be willing to say yes to God? Will you be willing to say, yes, I'll sign up, Lord. I'll do it. I'll say yes to you. And as we stand, as we stand as a body today, I want to ask you guys to help me with something. I want you to help me honor the parents of special needs kids who have taken on the assignment. Can we give them a hand? We honor you. You said yes to Jesus so that he could get the glory. We honor you here. And God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. And as we close, I want to challenge us. Some of you tonight, God has said, will you sign up? Will you get connected so that you can encourage someone else? To others of us, he said, will you grow so that you can make a greater impact? And to some of us, he said, will you be willing to get activated so that you can bless other people? Because to him be the glory both now and forever. And the Apostle Paul says, let it be so. Let it be so. I want you to go all the way. Be courageous. Step into what God has for you. Be willing to say yes. Be willing to say, yes, Lord, I'll sign up. Yes, I'll take the challenge. Because his glory is worth it. And you will discover a new level of who God is. If you're willing to take the step with him, you will experience some of his glory now. You'll get a taste of what heaven's like if you're willing to say yes. So I want you to bow your heads and bow your hearts. God, you've challenged us tonight. You challenge us to get connected. You challenge us to grow. You challenge us to get activated, Lord, because you want to do something. You want to encourage people. You want us to be more effective and you want us to bless other people. And Lord, we desire for you to empower us through your Holy Spirit. Transform our experience. Help us grow stronger so that we can be empowered to move things forward for you. Because to you be the glory both now and forever. And God, we say it just like the Apostle Peter said, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Let's give him a hand tonight.